As we constantly move forward, there's a continuing and urgent need for higher education. It's necessary for tomorrow's future and for a dynamically changing workforce. As the need for education is changing, so is education itself. Welcome to Big Beacon Radio, transforming higher education with your host, Dave Goldberg. In this program, we'll discuss the complex changes that are being made to higher education today, and we'll help you stay ahead of tomorrow. If you're a student, educator, or in the workforce. Now, here's Dave Goldberg. Good day, and welcome to Big Beacon Radio, transforming higher education. I'm Dave Goldberg. I'm your show host. And Big Beacon is a movement to transform higher education at bigbeacon.org. In every episode, we explore some of the innovators and innovations that are changing the world of higher education all around us. You can follow live tweeting of the show, ask questions, or make comments about the show during the program on Twitter at hashtag Big Beacon. And uh, t- today it's fun to have uh, two uh, prior guests back on the show. We've got uh, Kate Goodman at uh, University of Colorado, Denver, and uh, uh, Jeff Evans uh, holding holding the fort up for Purdue University down in Tennessee. Welcome, welcome back to the show, guys. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Dave. So you've both been on the show before, and in the first time that we um, had you on, uh, and that was uh, separately, you maybe had a chance to talk about some of the reasons why you do what you do. But um, let's just kind of renew things. We've got a new audience, and uh, and it's later. So, Kate, you've been on the show before, and we discussed some of your background before. But what one, two, or three things maybe should our listeners know about you today? Well, sure. So I'm uh, right downtown in the middle of Denver, uh, and I my research focuses on higher education, so how students learn and what's the environment like when they do their best learning. Uh, and I teach in a group that focuses on human-centered design uh, as a minor and a certificate. So that's a it's a really interdisciplinary program. We get students from all over the campus, architects, engineers, music majors, sculpture majors, uh, humanities too. And so I, I think a lot about collaboration in learning, uh, and that tends to be my focus these days. Awesome. How about you, Jeff? Same uh, question. What one, two, or three things uh, will help update our audience about where, where you're at today and what you're doing? Sure, sure. Um, I guess the biggest one you mentioned before that um, I'm, I'm basically representing uh, Purdue, but I'm located in the state of Tennessee now. So probably the biggest thing for me is that um, uh, my career is actually sort of transforming um, itself um, while I'm doing a lot of support work for Purdue um, and a lot of things with their their integration with uh, Kaplan University, which has been in the in the press lately, um, I'm also kind of spreading out and um, kind of evangelizing a lot of these learning learning innovations in in other areas, and and those areas include the the, the health professions. And um, most recently, I just got a a um, a call about talking to a uh, an organization for um, certified public accountants. And so um, I'm branching off into all these different areas. So that's so interesting, and I think you know that some of what we've been talking about in Big Beacon is central to all the professions, and and even those you know kids who get liberal arts degrees that go off and become 
professionals of a sort, whether that's in business or the nonprofit sector, or what have you. And and uh, I guess the you know the other thing I want to check in on is is uh, usually we talk have a chance to talk about unleashing when we have people on the show at first, but um, we're still interested in unleashing along the lines of what Mark Somerville and I talk about in A Whole New Engineer, this idea that somehow courage begets action, begets um, often failure, begets um, at some point some success in learning, authentic learning. And so um, we'll, we'll start with you, Jeff. Um, um, since the time we talked before, in wh- what ways have you experienced or witnessed, either in yourself or others, unleashing um, that has given either you or others the courage um, to do the unexpected and, and overcome adversity? Uh, great question. Um, I guess that's a, that, that one's kind of a personal one. The, um, you know, in the last couple of years, um, you know, when you try to do a lot of these unleashing and very transformative things, you, um, you can end up um, not necessarily a target, but um, you have to kind of stand up and do some things that are that are different and might be well against the grain. Um, for me, I ended up doing some administrative roles and trying to launch new programs and and that sort of thing that were that were very much um, against the grain and, and transformative. And at the end of the day, you know, I'm you know, sort of phasing, phasing out of that role, um, which, um, I, I wouldn't call it failure, but I would call it, you know, certainly, a a, um, a, 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 a significant transition. But in that, I think the good that's come out of it is that the, the conversation and the vocabulary, um, locally at, at Purdue and what I'm finding more around the country is, is beginning to really, form uh, in in many of these um, transformative ideals. Yeah, nice. And, and Kate, how about for you, uh, either your own recent unleashing or the witness of unleashing in others here recently? Well, I, I think I'm experiencing a little bit of a chain reaction, which is that when I recognize in my own teaching practice that it's not about me knowing everything and keeping the attention of the class on me, that it's more about the conversations they're having with each other or the challenges they lay down for each other, for, you know, among the students in the class, that, um, you know, that moment of me stepping to the side and just trying to further their learning um, not only gives them an unleashing moment, that moment of agency and choice and, and frankly, uh, finally feeling motivated in their own learning, um, I am free to uh, get less bogged down in the details and more focused on uh, how to help my students attain their own goals. Um, so if I take the focus off of me or off of the some explicit learning objectives of the course and instead place it in the students' hands, um, not only is my teaching practice unleashed, but their learning is unleashed. Um, so, nice. in particular, I have a uh, uh, an upper division class this semester called Innovation in Society, where their job is to critique 
how a particular innovation was introduced into a particular demographic, whether that's in the past or recent history or even cutting-edge technologies. And there's no way for me to be an expert in all the things my students are interested in and choosing, but I can help them further their research. I can encourage them. I can give them um, that unleashing moment to go seek out an expert or uh, chase down the information they're really interested in. Um, and even though we're only three weeks into the semester, I'm already, already noticing how, um, how, how much more excited my students are to, to be engaged in that course than I thought they would be. Yeah, nice. And actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push on this one uh, a little bit further because um, I was just interacting um, with Dan Heath, and we're working on getting a date where he can come on the show and talk about his forthcoming book, the power of moments, and I'm wondering. I'm going to push further, to, and and so we're talking about unleashing, kind of in the big sense of of how it's happening. And I'm wondering if if you've noticed um, unleashing moments or special moments where something cool happened um, for either students or others or yourself. Um, let's uh, go, Kate, first, and then Jeff. Well, a lot of the moments are, are so slight, you, you only recognize them after they've slipped yeah. past. Yeah. Um, and I particularly notice them when, you know, a student refers to a conversation we had a week ago, and they say, you know, this one analogy was really powerful for me, yeah. and it made me go explore my ideas in a new way. And it's not even um, my comment. Usually, it's usually the comment from another student. Um, and... Uh, it's it, it, it's really rooted in the idea um, of bringing your whole self into your learning environment, whether that's a classroom or another space. Uh, I like to tell students, don't check any of your expertise at the door. Bring all of you in because you never know what past experience will inform the yep. next thing you want to do or the next thing another student wants to do. So, so this particular moment was a student talking about um, – she wants to explore better ways for uh, people to make trails of how they self-direct their learning and where mm. they went inside of, you know, it, whether that's, you know, their clickstream through Wikipedia or another resource or, or basically documenting their path to understanding yep. and somehow leaving a, a trail so that other people can see it. And one of the students said, oh, you mean like the stacks of rocks that people sometimes leave by hiking trails, the little cairns that are deliberately set up to be marking points. And she said, yes, exactly like that. And a week later, she's like, yeah, I'm figuring out how to make digital cairns now to be those waypoints so that other people can say, oh, this is where somebody else also got to, and this is where they branched to. And she's now using that as her analogy to that shape metaphor, what yeah. yeah, and that, you know, those are such small moments. Um, but if you don't let students have that student-to-student -student interaction and you don't support that interaction those slip by and don't happen um, when, in fact, they can have a lot of impact. Nice. Jeff, how about you? Um, mom particular moments for yourself or others uh, or something? And, again, it doesn't have – I, I labeled them as unleashing. They don't have to be um, – they can be special in other ways. So particular mm -hmm. moments. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of – Almost a, a, a little bit of an inverse from from um, from what what Kate was talking about, you know, about bringing your whole self. I guess I guess in particular, um, these students 
brought their whole selves, but they didn't really know that they were bringing their whole self. In other words, the getting them to try certain things that they were basically dead set against, you know, trying, you know, the, I, you know, the, the, I'm no good at this or I'm no good at that. And, um, just getting them to try, but getting them to try, you know, but thinking about what they're trying in a, in a, in a different way. And, um, and, and, and the end result is very enlightening, unleashing for the student because they, they gain a, they gain a different kind of confidence. Um, not because they think they're necessarily particularly good at something yet, but they've tried something and it, and it started to work out well. Um, the particular example that I'm thinking about is, um, you know, some students that were, that were trying to tell a story through music. And these were students that didn't have any musical background, you know, basically were, were dead set against trying some things. And once they did, um, frankly, the soundscapes and things that they created were actually beautiful and wonderful. Really nice, beautiful. And, and, uh, and I think we're going to end up at some point, we're going to get to beauty in, in a moment. I, I've, I've been thinking since uh, seeing Dan Heath's title, or the, it's about Dan and Chip Heath, the uh, Heath brothers' title, I've been thinking about moments. Um, and, um, and, and, and some of, you know, they, there are different kinds of them, but it, um, a lot of my, I was thinking about my own moments. A lot of my own moments are, um, kind of reflective moments where some where something I've been trying to figure out gets unstuck like the creation of Big Beacon was a moment um, where I brought a couple two three ideas together and I felt the power of it and sometimes uh, I've, I've noticed since that moment that my moment my some of my big moments are accompanied by sh- body shivers and so that mm-hmm. was a five that was a five shiver <laughs> it, was, it was in Alexandria, Virginia, and I I kind of had the vision for Big Beacon, and it was like it was very cool. And I went and wrote a PowerPoint stack around it. And then the other day, I was uh, at a, a working on going to a workshop, and and was rereading the Reflective Practitioner, and had to reread the distinction between um, um, technical rationality as our typical model of professional knowledge epistemology of technical stuff is you learn the basics and you apply it well that's right. you know, they have medicine engineering cpas what have mm-hmm. you that's sort of what we believe mm-hmm. and and of course don shun said in 1983 that there's this other way of thinking about it that it's actually about conversation with the situation and conversation and action which are coming back under the guise of design thinking and other other kinds of quote methodologies but I, it hadn't struck me that it was essentially a, that a lot of what's messed up about education today, especially professional education, is an epistemological problem, a mistake, uh, or at least an incompleteness around what technical knowledge is about, and that the fundamentals are are conversational, like the conversation we're having right now, and that that's actually part of what we should be engaging in and teaching standing back from and teach how do we teach conversation and that's in some ways why coaching is so powerful that was a seven shiver that's actually that was bigger than the big beacon yeah yeah so the professional practices that we uh, actually live out when we enter the workforce as 
medical practitioners or engineers or CPAs or wh- whatever it is, um, don't look like the technical rationality that we focus so heavily on in the classroom. Yeah. It, it's just a different way of, of interacting and being. And um, we don't give students a lot of practice in collaborating across disciplines. We don't give students a lot of practice with uh, thinking out loud, offering up partial solutions that might trigger more complete solutions in somebody else. And that's really how the creative process starts working is yeah. through those professional conversations where you trust your conversation partner to to be engaged in the process as fully as you are. And, uh, you know, we don't talk a lot about trust and vulnerability in the classroom. We don't foster those situations. And students grow to hate group work and team projects um, when that's the very thing we ought to be, you know, uh, making a part part and parcel of what they learn. Jeff, we're we're right up against the segment, but I'll give you the last word in the segment. What would you like to add to the conversation? Um, yeah, basically. <laughs> and, and the last word can be say, let's go to the break, but, uh, but, uh, say anyway, the last word can yeah. be, let's go to the break. Yeah, right. Exactly. Okay. Anyway, so, um, we'll come back. I think we've got more conversation about conversation and in particular, uh, get to, we need to talk a little bit about this unconference that we ha- had. Uh, this is uh, big beacon radio. I've got, uh, return guest Kate Goodman and Jeff Evans and in the next segment we're going to talk about the Educational Transformer Unconference that was held this June at Lehigh University. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Do you want greater success in bringing change to your university, college, department, or classroom? Are you looking for a keynote speaker to inspire your organization with stories of transformative change? Would you like to boost your own academic, business, or technical career? Let David E. Goldberg of Three Joy Associates help. David is a leading speaker, author, trainer, and leadership coach with experience in helping bring successful change to educational organizations and education and technical careers around the globe. To learn more, call Dave Goldberg at 217-621-2645. Contact him at deg at 3joy.com or browse the 3Joy website, www.3joy.com today. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are listening to Big Beacon Radio. If you'd like to call into the program today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to deg at bigbeacon.org. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to Big Beacon Radio, and the second segment is sponsored by 3Joy Associates Incorporated. Get the training, coaching, and change leadership facilitation to help transform your educational institution or organization. 
And you can uh, make comments about the show um, on Twitter at hashtag Big Beacon, where Emma Schoenfellner is happily tweeting away. And so we're, we're back with Kate Goodman from uh, University of Colorado at Denver, and we're and with Jeff Evans uh, from Purdue University, and we've been well. We just we've been talking about unleashing and moments, and uh, I want to switch the conversation now and talk a little bit about this uh, this event that we were both we were all three of us at um, in at uh, Lehigh University in late June this year, at the Educational Transformer Unconference that was sponsored by the Mountaintop Initiative at Lehigh and uh, jointly by. Uh, Big Beacon, the nonprofit for transforming higher education that sponsors this show, and and um, so Jeff, uh, let's start with you. You and you and I were together with Bill Whitney and Kanjan Mehta at Lehigh University, co- core organizers of the of the young conference. And uh, people that want to look look it up and find out more about what it what it was um, uh, can go to bigbeacon.org/unconference, but. Um, uh, for our uh, listeners, um, what was the unconference about? Um, the unconference was really about um, uh, like-minded folks, uh, like-minded transformers to um, gather and learn from each other. And uh, what I, you know, what I found fascinating about it was it was part structured and. Very large, significant parts of of the conference uh, were very, very unstructured, very improvisational. Um, in other words, uh, you know, you know, most conferences have program schedules and all that kind of stuff. And and what ended up happening was large portions of each day were literally um, uh, contrived on the fly. Uh, where groups of people would would break out and uh, you know perform various activities, it was just a it was just a wonderful uh, wonderful experience. Uh, the the notion of unconference is really really needs to be underscored here. Um, was was yeah. definitely not one of those uh, you know traditional you know PowerPoint loaded you know kinds of things. It was it was very much not that. Yeah. Um, Kate, how about you? What, uh, how did what well, was the unconference? To, you were not one of the organizers. You were, you were the the first unkeynote presenter. <laughs> so how did how did it uh, how did it land on you? Or what, what was the unconference for you? Well, uh, Jeff hit the nail on the head when he said like minded. Um, but one of the fascinating things to me about those like minded folks is that it, we were from all parts of a university. So. There were undergraduate and graduate students. There were um, faculty members like myself. There were administrators uh, and you know folks sort of um, who, who'd been a part of academia, like yourself, Dave, but aren't aren't uh, technically in an in a university structure anymore. And so we had all these different perspectives uh, coming together to talk about and think about what is it we're doing uh, when we engage in higher education and learning more generally. And um, every voice was valued as much as the next. Uh, It was really powerful to hear an undergraduate student say, wow, you guys are listening to me (laughs) Um, and and valuing the insights and ideas I have just as much as, you know, the dean of a college of engineering sitting next to you. Um, So to me, it it was really empowering to hear that, you know, 
people at all levels of the organization are interested in improving what we do. Um, and this wasn't a top-down or a, a strictly top-down or a strictly bottom-up enterprise, but sort of um, almost like the yeast gets mixed into the bread all the way through. You need a little bit of transformation sort of at every level to make it happen. Um, and the way Jeff described the, the structure, which is the, it was emergent, right? We, we had talks in the morning that sort of had a, a goal and, and activities in the morning, but then as the conversation evolved, um, we chose what was most salient to us to keep the conversation going in the afternoon, uh, and that was really powerful. Yeah, and a number of the things that both of you have said have kind of uh, and actually helped frame some, some of how we were thinking about it when we were setting it up, this... Um, and so students and faculty, uh, structure and lack of structure and freedom. Um, you know, uh, there's research, teaching, anyway. So there were, there were just all these opposites and, and um, we didn't have a, there was a, uh, one of the afternoon sessions went into these polarities and how to think about them the the missing pole not as a solution but as a um, as a thing that needs to be balanced or managed differently and so it seemed to me that a lot of the the whole thing was rife with uh, polarities but in a um, um, uh, balancing them or managing them in a different way I, I you know I'm not exactly sure how to to structure structure or unstructure our, our discussion about the unconference. And so there were lots, we had lots of activities that opened. We had people talking in pairs, so emphasizing the idea that we were talking about before the break of the importance kind of making conversation, especially pairwise conversation central to it. Um, Kate, uh, actually, your being on the show led to my asking you to to um, do the, the opening on keynote about uh, education educational transformation uh, in part based on your work and your dis- dissertation and your continuing work. How should we, I, I guess I'm, you know, what, um, what elements of the, what elements of the unconference do you guys want to call out? We can do it. We could kind of do it in a linear start to finish kind of way, or we could just kind of do it in popcorn manner that comes to mind. Well, Kate, can I pose a question start, start. to the two of you? What's that? Can I pose a question to the two of you? Okay, um, as a participant, I felt like the conference was remarkably successful because I walked away not feeling isolated in the work I try to do. I walked away with new ideas and and even some new techniques. But what was what was when you guys formulated it? What was your stated goal, and do you feel like you you hit it? That's a pretty good question. Um. The a stated goal. I'm. Did you have a stated to, goal? I, I, yeah, I mean, I was. I'm, I'm trying to kind of reflect and go backward to that that time when we were we were first, you know, pondering, you know, wh- how we might do this and and where and you know all of that all of that sort of thing. And I think I, I think in part, and it was a it was a very small part. Um, uh, Big Beacon Dave ha- had formed this group of um, education innovators um, in, in a working group, EIWG, and we have been working together for 
oh gosh, I, I want to say close to two years. Yeah. Um, monthly, um, you know, global Skype meetings. And when I mean global, I mean the, the members. It, it's not a huge group, but it's a global group. So there are people from all over the world, you know, kind of contributing to this. So I think a small piece of it um, in the back of our minds, at least in mine, was wouldn't it be great to be able to finally meet all these people? Could we get in, in one place at the same time? Um, Lehigh ended up being the perfect opportunity just because of, A, the things that they're doing there, and B, the fact that they're actually doing them during the summer, um, which was a wonderful opportunity for us to go witness some of these um, innovative and, tra- and transformative, you know, kinds of techniques, and, and to, to hopefully provide some, some inspiration for those um, participating. Um, and I mean, you, you know, so f- from that standpoint, I, I believe the, the, the goal, if you will, was, was, was met. Um, you know, Dave pointed out the, um, uh, the, the, uh, managing polarities, you know, t- you know, type of session. And I think these are the kinds of things that I, I could just see, I could see it. I could see the, the, the light bulbs going off, the, as Dave put it, it was probably a, you know, for, for a couple of people, it was a four shiver moment, you know, um, yeah, you know, so, um, these things were, were happening. So from, from, from that aspect, you know, I left there feeling, um, uh, that, uh, many things were accomplished. I think everybody left there, um, in a better place from what, than, than when they, than when they walked in. Um, so Dave, I don't know if you have anything to add, you, you, yeah, know, you want to add to that. So, yeah. Yeah. I want to, so I want to, um, answer the question by pushing back on its premises a little bit, because, um, uh, the idea that, uh, and, and this is rife in uh, the educational literature. If you don't have say learning goals, then you're, you're somehow committing educational malpractice, which I, I don't actually agree with. Um, the, the whole notion of having a, a goal comes from the notion of planning and it's kind of, and it basically is based on the idea of causal, um, causal action that uh, so if you you have a goal that you start with the end and then and then if you can causally predict the pieces you array things in a way that they that you will reach the goal and um, the counterpoint the 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 polarity that planning lives with is entrepreneurial thinking uh, I especially like Sarasvati's uh, path breaking work I think in the seventies talked about effectual thinking where you um, where you do things and and um, and you have intention and sometimes that intention works out and sometimes it doesn't um, and then but then you pay attention to the thing that turned out and you go well what can I do with that and so I think the whole spirit of big beacon from the beginning was to um, have experiences that allowed some of what you said Kate the the freedom so if 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 Dave or Jeff has a goal, in some ways that can impinge on the freedom that you felt uh, and the learning that you had. If if my goal is sort of not in alignment with the things that you need, so I think the spirit 
of of the event was to to to. It doesn't mean that we we didn't have intention, and there was clearly design around the experiences. But the idea of the experiences was to I I think I guess if there was a goal, it was more of a meta goal that we wanted a everyone to, as Jeff said, to get together that hadn't gotten together. We thought there was value in meeting each other. We also wanted people to have a great experience that was um, um, culturally deep and uh, and well as well as emotionally engaging, much very much in line with your writing on on transformative experience. and um, and we wanted people to have freedom to share with each other their learning because we be- we actually um, kind of from a coaching perspective, we believe that the if we think of the members of the community as as sort of clients, um, they're resourceful, creative, and whole, and we want them to be able to share what they've learned with others. And so, I guess, and so in in that sense, I've just beaten around the barn to come to so yes, at some <laughs> meta level, the the goal was achieved, but it was kind of a it was a fuzzy goal that in, that was basically about people having. Uh, deeply moving experience and 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 some of the things that you described. Our intention was that people feel what you felt in a way that was personally meaningful for them. But it, but to go very much further and planning it would have maybe even uh, reduced the probability of people having the kind of experience you had. Sure, and and what I hear both of you saying is that it was more about creating. Uh, an environment and putting the right people in that in those experiences and then letting them do whatever they could do with those those things you, you create certain affordances and then whatever emerged that actually you know you know whether it aligned precisely with an intention or not um, was it generally what you were going for um, yeah, I, I guess I, sometimes I struggle with the idea that, you know, the, the what next, what do I do with, you know, I had a great experience at the unconference, what do I do next? Um, and, but my what next has been things like introducing some of the little activities we did uh, with my own students. Um, so I don't know what the what next for you guys has been uh, for or for other participants, but for me it's been, it, it's had the, been those little moments of, of reflecting on, on my practice and how do I you know, make it align with what I learned about the culture of learning at the unconference. Yeah, no, that I, um, and you, you know, you're highlighting a practice I think is really important um, because I think it is those little, they, they seem little, but you put a, you string a bunch of those together and pretty soon you've got a pretty different feeling culture. And, you know, sometimes you'll, you know, we'll, um, We'll do a, we'll do, a, I'll do a workshop, or we'll do an like the unconference. You'll do an event, and you'll go and and uh, uh, I think I, I think it was um, Barry Johnson. I heard the term executive entertainment from. It's a great term. You go to these workshops, you have a great experience, right. and then how do you take that stuff back home? And you right. think that it's some somehow it's about the big thoughts that you had, but actually, it there are some of the big thoughts that change the way you think about stuff. But a lot of it is about those little practices. Jeff, do we? Yeah, we make space yeah, ab- absolutely. And and for me, as, as as you mentioned, Dave, I kind of helped with with um, with you, Bill, and 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 Kanjan to to organize things. And it, and uh, I had the, I think it was it was kind of a, 
it was, it was kind of a two-edged sword. It was, it was a, it was a privilege, um, that I had that I was literally kind of walking around the conference virtually all the time, you know, with kind of camera in tow and I was taking pictures and videos and doing things like that. So I, I got the, I had the honor basically of being able to walk around and be this observer. Yeah. Um, and and just you know try to capture little moments. I know Emma's doing a, a bunch of post processing right now of 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 everything that, that I that I collected. But um, that for me was a pretty unique perspective. Um, on the flip side of that, there were some of the activities that I could only nominally participate in because I'd need to get up and, and kind of keep moving and, and move around. But um, that perspective was, was kind of fascinating because you're, you're seeing all of this, um, seeing and feeling all of the energy, yep. you know, in the various, um, in the various spaces and all the conversations, you know, the, 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 the student energy was, was amazing. And, you know, um, you, you know, the, the, the energies of the various groups and when they would shift, you know, um, you know, I, I was purposely sitting, I made it a point that when I did sit down briefly, I would purposely find groups that, um, that I hadn't, um, interacted with as yet. You know, if I, if I could find a group of folks that, gee, you know, three, three quarters of them, I really haven't talked to all that much. So I purposely, you know, kind of inject myself into that space, you know, momentarily. Um, Good stuff. So that was we need to take a little bit of a break here and I want to, want to follow up on that and some of the things that, that, um, that you noticed in our, our last segment. Um, this is Big Beacon Radio with our special guests, Kate Goodman and Jeff Evans. And in the next segment, we're going to talk about takeaways and, and what's next as a result of the unconference. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you want greater success in bringing change to your university, college, department, or classroom? Are you looking for a keynote speaker to inspire your organization with stories of transformative change? Would you like to boost your own academic, business, or technical career? Let David E. Goldberg of 3Joy Associates help. David is a leading speaker, author, trainer, and leadership coach with experience in helping bring successful change to educational organizations and education and technical careers around the globe. To learn more, call Dave Goldberg at 217-621-2645. Contact him at deg at 3joy.com or browse the 3Joy website, www.3joy.com today. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Voice America. 
You are listening to Big Beacon Radio. If you'd like to call into the program today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to deg at bigbeacon.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back to the third and final segment of Big Beacon Radio. And... um, that segment is sponsored by the book that is Transforming Higher Education, A Whole New Engineer, The Coming Revolution in Engineering Education at WholeNewEngineer.org. It's not just for engineers anymore. And we're back with Kate Goodman and Jeff Evans. And we've been talking about the ETU 2017 Educational Transformers Unconference at uh, Lehigh um, University this past June. And we've been talking about some of the ways, uh, some of the intention around it and the ways in which it was experienced um, uh, differently, uh, Kate, you were talking a little bit about kind of takeaways and what you've been trying to um, uh, bring back. What at, at at the high level, highest level, what um, what sort of your big one, one or two big takeaways from it? What did what did you learn, or or what's kind of sticking with you? Well, it's really brought to the forefront for me the idea of trust and vulnerability. Um, I, I there is no learning without risk taking. Uh, everything else is just demonstrating a retread, just demonstrating what you already know. And so to the extent that I can foster a classroom learning environment, uh, environment with my staff and fellow faculty of, of trust, um, that allows risk taking in a way that isn't possible otherwise. And sometimes I demonstrate that by revealing my own goofs a little more uh, publicly mm. than I think I felt comfortable doing in the past. How's that, um, how's that worked so, out? Um, <laughs> you know, it, it has allowed me to lean on my, fa- my, my colleagues in a way that I didn't before. Um, you know, it's little things like I had a harried morning running into the staff meeting and someone brought me a cup of coffee with theirs, um, which is not something I might have done, uh, you know, felt good about. Uh, a couple months ago, I might have felt guilty that they, you know, noticed that I was harried. Um, uh, but bigger things like allowing a student staffer who knows a piece of equipment better than I do to lead that part of the class and teach the other students because nice. it's not something I'm as well versed in. Um, yeah, but me, allowing myself to show yeah, up as ahead. a learner, even within my own classroom. Yeah. Well, Jeff, what about you? What's one, you know, like one big, one big takeaway from um, what are you doing differently or kind of sitting in as a result of the unconference that's kind of sticking with you? Yeah, um, I think I think for me now, um, most of my work involves kind of paying all of this forward, you know, and trying to, um, you know, trying to help and and frankly mentor um, other faculty and instructors that are that are trying to do a lot of these things. I mean, Kate hit it on the head: the trust, vulnerability thing, the releasing of of expertise is is very is is has, is very typically very difficult for the individual to do. Um, so I'm 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 there for 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 many of my colleagues to um, you know help them develop some of the some of the tools and some of the things that that Kate's talking about. Um, you know, uh, which which basically gets into you know uh, the the benefit for students um, when they have more 
autonomy in what they're doing. They can there's there's a relatedness, a connectedness. There's that that whole emotional uh, yep. context, you know that um, that um, a whole new engineer brings to the table, you know, you know, and 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 so on and so forth. So yeah. Now, great, and then so that's sort of the big picture. Like, and I think Kate, you were alluding to this before. Little little things, little practices, nuggets, or bits, or things that you're kind of doing differently, or trying trying back in the classroom, or trying uh, in your interactions with people. What is there a, a nugget or two that you've kind of found uh, to be particularly helpful that you brought back? Well, you know, I, I've, I've uh, introduced the listening exercise that uh, you coached us through at the end conference, Dave, where I have students sit and, you know, with very limited responses, listen to each other um, as a way of building empathy at the beginning of a, a, of a design process. You know, if we can't listen to each other, we're really not going to listen to an end user or a, an outside stakeholder to the problem we're trying to solve. How's that, um, how's that, how's that worked? Um, you know, it was interesting because some students were really, really uncomfortable with it, uh, and other students were, hey, I, you know, I got the vent. <laughs> so there were some different reactions, but yeah. getting them to practice it with each other, and then I had them go observe other people out in the world and say, okay, what, what's going on? How could you design a system better for that person? And I think it's helping them ease into the idea that when we solve problems, when we look at how to design better things for the world, that it's got to be more than just for you or people who are exactly like you. It needs to consider others. Um, and, and that requires getting into their head a little bit. Listen and, to them, yeah. And that, so the practices we did at the unconference, a lot of those align well with those goals. And so I'm, yeah. I'm finding myself picking up little nuggets like that, little activities about, that we did. Jeff, how about you? A nugget um, that you're that you're using yeah, and I, doing something with. I, I, yeah, I, I think it's the whole idea of um, you know, as Kate points out, this idea of practice, right? Um, and whatever the nugget is, whatever the piece is, it might be a listening exercise, might be something else. But really, being intentional and being repetitive and allowing that practice to happen, right? So. Students can actually practice and get better at these things and start, you know, being self-aware, um, so that they can pr- they can practice on the outside. They can begin to notice, you know, uh, notice their own learning, notice, you know, and 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 be noticing. So, so intentionality around noticing is something that you've yep. been sitting in and actually. Uh, and sharing that intention, awesome. So. Um, We've just uh, we've got a few minutes left in the in the in the program, and and um, we're working. Uh, we're 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 hoping to. We haven't nailed down the dates, but we're hoping to have um, the uh, unconference possibly in uh, South America next June. And uh, we're still working on nailing down the dates and a formal commitment. But uh, we're sort of thinking that the uh, the event. Um, the flow of the event kind of worked and and so forth. What um, um, what do you wish for the event uh, going forward, uh, Kate? One big thing. Ah, uh, um, you know the, the the informal times were as important as the formal times uh, for me at the Sun Conference. So I would wish uh, sort of that communal experience of, of staying in the same uh, hotel or, or facility and 
having that mix of, of structured mm. and unstructured time together. Um, the meal times were almost as important, maybe more so than the uh, than the organized events. Yeah. A longtime conference organizer, I always thought the breaks and meals were the where most of the action actually was. And I, and I, the point that you made about trying to have it be more communal, it was hard with the situation in in Bethlehem. But it seems to me it may be easier in um, in uh, one of our South American location if that turns out to be where we go. How about you? How about you, Jeff? Uh, uh, what do you wish for the event going forward? Yeah. Well. Um yeah, you know, about a minute. Yeah, about a minute. I'll, I'll, more of the same, actually. You know, I, I mean, as Kate, I think already hit it on the head. You know, the the, the communal aspects, the the improvisational aspects of large chunks of of, of the conference, um, I, I think are 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 really the um, advantage that it, that it, that it brings. Um, you know, to people and, and keeping it an unconference. Um, I think I think that's key. Just got uh, time for just a, um, a a brief closing statement, but one has about a single declarative statement each. What, uh, Kate? What would you like to um, leave our listeners with before we close? Reach out to each other and and take the risk of of finding colleagues who are like minded. Beautiful, Jeff. How about you? Yeah, take the risk. Um, you, this notion of, of educational transformation is um, can be really challenging, but it's very, very rewarding, and um, and it and it starts from from within. It's it starts with with you, the the, yeah. the, the person. Transformations and inside job. Couldn't agree more, guys. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for uh, being the great colleagues that you are. Kate Goodman at uh, CU Denver and Jeff Evans from Purdue. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Dave. Thanks, Dave. You've been listening to Big Beacon Radio, transforming higher education. Special thanks to Kate Goodman and Jeff Evans. Help transform higher education. Join the movement to unleash a new generation of innovators by learning more at BigBeacon.org. Join us next week, same time, same channel, in our quest to transform higher education. Thank you for tuning in to Big Beacon Radio, transforming higher education. Please join Dave Goldberg soon for another edition. Listen every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. For additional information about our programs or to find out about the next show, please visit bigbeacon.org. We'll talk again very soon.